1: What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your Hungry Do will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart. On this episode of the Mamas Conganas podcast, I'm talking about how to be charismatic on camera. So, mamacita, I thought I'd change it up a bit this week. I'm actually going to bring a little bit of my acting and TV hosting background, and I'm going to teach you, um, give you seven simple tips to help you feel comfortable on camera. So this episode is dedicated to any person A business individual, for example, a business professional who's wanting to establish social media presence, perhaps you are preparing for a webinar presentation and you want your presentation to be memorable and engaging, or maybe you are hosting an online conference. Another reason could be is that you are having a media interview. You're being interviewed about your business on television or on radio, and you want to sound smart and intelligent and confident. Um, Another reason is you are having a virtual interview. Perhaps you're looking for a job and nowadays you feel that you are at a disadvantage because maybe you felt really confident interviewing in person, but now uh, the interview setting has moved virtually and you want to know how to nail that interview so that you seem friendly on camera and so that you give the best impression and get hired for the job that you really want. Another reason people come to me because I have clients that come to me for this reason is they want to put their business online. They have a website and they want to put themselves on a video talking about their business. Um, So I have doctors and dentists, lawyers, entrepreneurs who want to have videos of themselves on the websites, on their websites to sell their services to the public. And so they come to me because they realize that they have zero charisma on camera. They feel super uncomfortable, super intimidated with the lens. And so I come in and I help them become friends with the lens, as I say. Because they look at themselves, perhaps they've recorded themselves. And when they look back at their video, they're like, oh my goodness, I look stiff. I look unfriendly. Nobody's going to realize just how good I am at what I do if this video sucks, and so they look for my help. Uh, So yes, that's what I do. I'm I'm an on-camera coach, and I absolutely love doing that. It is, um, I think, one of my greatest passions is helping people become comfortable in front of the camera, I guess because I've had so much training myself in order to be able to do so, and I also understand very well what it feels like to be intimidated by the lens and to feel uncomfortable and to get those butterflies in my stomach. And so being able to remove all that and get to the essence of somebody and seeing them shine on camera and seeing them be authentic and themselves on video is just, oh, it lights me up. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh, Last year, at the end of the year, I was the on-camera coach. For the president-elect of the American Dental Association, I coached Dr. Cesar Sabates. It was an extremely exciting process because I coached him for on-camera purposes for his virtual political campaign so that he could become president. And he was voted as the president-elect. He became the first Floridian president of the president-elect of the ADA, the American Dental Association, like I said. And... Also the first Hispanic so it was it was an amazing experience and it was definitely a team effort. A big kudos to of course Dr. Cesar Sabates but also to his campaign manager Dr. Egnots and Yolanda Marrero, executive director of the SFDDA and my hubby who was also part of the team. And I will say that one of the coolest things is that Jorna Castañez, one of my team members here at Mamas Conganas, was also a part of the campaign team. So Jorna was there to offer her technical expertise and made sure that Dr. Sabates was lit correctly and that his audio and mic were working at all times. Because there are technical things that you do need to consider when putting yourself on camera as well. By the way, if you want to hear all about Dr. Cesar Sabates' experience with my coaching, I want you to check out the Ain't That the Tooth podcast. It's the podcast by the South Florida District Dental Association. And the episode in which he speaks about it is The Making of a President. You can also check out my show notes. I'll be putting the link on there, mamasconganas.com forward slash 82. Anyways... I feel super blessed to have been a part of that and it was very monumental and fun and a reminder that anyone can learn on-camera techniques for the advancement of their profession. So yes, so listen up. If you are a business professional, no matter who you are and you want to look good on camera, this episode is for you. Now before we jump right in into giving you the tips on how to be charismatic on camera, I want to say one last thing because there's a huge misconception. A lot of people think that you're either born with a talent of being great on camera or it's not you. You simply were not given that talent by God. And I'm here to say, it's not a matter of talent. It's a skill set that can be learned. Anybody can learn how to be charismatic, engaging, and entertaining on camera. It's like learning how to ride a bike and or learning how to ski, It's a matter of practice, and it's a matter of coaching. And I'm here to tell you I've seen people who did not know how to present at all become master presenters. I am a TV host and an actress, and I've had a ton of training over a decade of experience professionally in that arena. So that's what qualifies me to coach other people doing this. So here we go. I want to tell you so that you know The four characteristics of charismatic on-camera personalities. I think that every charismatic on-camera personality encompasses these four things. Number one, they're friendly. Number two, they bring something of value to their audience. Number three, they are authentic. And number four, they deliver their message clearly. So let's talk about number one first, being friendly. I think we all know that when we like somebody on camera, like an on-camera personality, an actor, a TV host, we almost feel that they're our friend. If you're not friendly on camera or if someone's not friendly to us on camera, we automatically disconnect from them. We're disengaged. When they are friendly, we want to lean in closer. We want to hear more. We feel connected to them. So that's why that is so important. Number two, charismatic on-camera personalities, they bring something of value to us, the audience. Whether they're teaching us something and bringing something educational or whether they're just entertaining us for entertainment purposes, we see something of value in them. And that's why we stay connected and engaged with them. That's why we don't switch the channel when we're watching them. So remember, as you're preparing for your virtual presentations or for your virtual meetings, for your virtual webinars, or for your media uh, interview, for example, whether it's a podcast interview or an on-camera interview, you also want to ask yourself, am I bringing something of value to the audience that's listening to me? Okay. Number three, authenticity. Of course. Why, you know, are charismatic on-camera personalities authentic? Well, we don't want anything sleazy. We're turned off by sleazy salesmen. However, when we perceive somebody as authentic and honest, we automatically let our guard down. We trust them and we listen to them regardless of whether they're selling us a product. Because if we trust them, then their advice on that product, we're going to believe. And number four, charismatic on-camera personalities deliver their messages clearly. So with that, you know, uh, we can talk a little bit about bettering your enunciation and pronunciation of words and whether your message at the end of the day that you deliver in that online presentation, is it clear? Are they walking away with clear steps? Your audience, what have they learned? what was the message that you delivered that they stepped away with was that message clear okay so now these are the tips on how to become charismatic on camera and these are very simple actually they're they're actually fun things because i do tv hosting and acting because i love it because i find it exciting yes i get you know my stomach gets nervous and i every time that i'm on camera or that I go for an audition, I still feel the butterflies in my stomach, but at the end of the day, it's sort of like an adventure that I'm about to go on. And I guess it's that risk, that uncertainty that I also like in a weird way. So we have to embrace that uncertainty. And if you're that person who's feeling super insecure about having to do this online presentation or this online interview... And don't worry, the nerves are part of it. And I said that just because I want you to understand that no matter how good you get at this, you might still have nerves years from now. I still get the nerves when I'm going to be interviewed on camera. It's completely normal. So first, I want you to understand that. And then I'm going to give you real tips on how to, you know, overcome those things. Maybe not completely overcome it because you're going to feel the fear and do it anyways. But I'm going to give you clear tips as to things that you want to concentrate on. That way, when you do your virtual presentation, the thing goes absolutely stellar. So number one, and I think this is so underestimated, but I think it is like the number one thing. I put it as number one because I said, if it's the only thing that you remember from this, then it will be more than enough (laughs) is this. Smile, smile, smile. So what I've noticed as an on-camera coach is that when people get in front of the camera and they get nervous, the first thing they stop doing is smiling. They'll freeze and then they won't have fun with what they're saying at all. And they don't smile. And when you don't smile, you don't come across as friendly And remember, friendly is the number one characteristic of an, of a charismatic on camera personality. So if you just remember to smile throughout your presentation and throughout your interview already, you're increasing your performance. And I say performance because at the end of the day, we are all in the business of entertainment, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist a businessman, a salesman, we're all in the business of entertainment. And if you're doing something, a presentation virtually online, the first thing you want to remember to do is smile. Like the musical Annie, I don't know if you remember that old musical, but there it was a, she would say that you're never fully dressed without a smile. I say that you're never fully prepared for a presentation, virtual presentation unless you're bringing your smile. And even if it's a serious subject, you want to have a friendly face. So it might not be this on full on smile with all your teeth, but you definitely want to have that twinkle in your eye that you get when you smile. And I would suggest that if you are preparing for a speech, a virtual speech online, and you're looking at the camera and you're doing your, you know, you're rehearsing your presentation, that even if every two sentences you put the word smile, and then you just smile at the end of those two sentences, and then you repeat the next two sentences, and then you just remember to smile. And bringing that physical activity to your face, you will, you won't know the amazing results just that in itself will do. To make you so much more charismatic on camera. So smile, 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 smile. And I'll say it for days. Sometimes it's like the one thing that I'm reminding my clients to do over and over throughout the speech that they're preparing, their virtual presentation that they're preparing, the interview that they're preparing. I'm constantly telling them, smile. Let me see those pretty whites. Smile. It's like the first thing people forget to do and it makes such a difference. So that's number 1 on how to become charismatic on camera. Number 2, I think that this one is is an obvious but sometimes not so obvious because people forget is be prepared. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Know your topic, know your audience, and know what message you want to deliver. And as an exercise, you might just want to write down, who's my audience? Who's listening to me? What do they want to hear? What is the message that I want to deliver by the end of this presentation? And we want to be crystal clear. If you can't answer those questions in one or two sentences, then you are trying to give too much and not being clear enough as to what you want to say. And be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. So with, along with this, I would say that one of the most beneficial things that you can do while you're preparing for whatever you have, whether it be that interview or whether that be that online presentation, that public speaking gig, or that virtual webinar that you're doing, practice it in the car while you're driving, practice saying what you want to say. The more you say what you want to say, the easier it will come out. When I have a, an audition that I'm preparing for, and particular, you know, particularly when it's something long, like when I'm memorizing a monologue or I'm memorizing a speech or I'm doing something that's quite lengthy and quite meaty, I'll practice it everywhere. I'll practice it when I'm doing the dishes. I'll practice it when I'm driving the car. I'll practice it when I'm in the shower. I mean, I won't stop saying what it is that I have to say. I'll talk about it over and over and over and over and over again until it becomes so into in my body, so second nature that when I actually have to say it on camera, it just comes out naturally because your nerves are going to come. When you have to go on camera, you're automatically going to get a little bit more nervous. And so when you've prepared for it in such a, an in-depth way and you know your subject inside and out then even when you have those nerves that are come attacking you, it'll come out naturally because you'll have prepared so well for it that nothing can distract you from getting your message that you want to get delivered. So number two, be prepared. So number one, smile, smile, smile. Number two, be prepared. Okay, number three. And this is super, 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 super important. And it goes along with having you look authentic on camera is this speak from your heart. People don't want to hear a machine. They want to hear straight from your heart. So speak from the heart, make your camera your best friend and show your authentic voice. Believe me, an audience and particularly, particularly an audience. Watching you on camera can tell if you're trying to BS yourself, BS your way through a video, and they can tell if you're not being yourself. It's just the way that it goes. So speak from your heart. And I know sometimes people feel that they're not being as, um, that they're not coming across as authoritative or as um, in control, but sometimes it's much better for people to hear you just talk sincerely and very simply from the heart. You'll connect with your audience a lot quicker and people will believe you and they'll find you authentic when you speak from your heart. Now, one of the ways that you can do this, the easiest is a trick. One of the tricks that they teach us in hosting when we're talking and we're learning how to use a teleprompter, and it's this. And this is a very uh, a skill or a a a tip that actors use in order to make us feel automatically connected to our hearts. And it's this: we we picture our best friends being the lens. So the lens for us is never like the camera lens, because when we look at the camera lens, if we imagine like, I don't know, the the millions of people that can be watching us or the thousands of people or hundreds of people that can be watching us, we automatically become very, very, very intimidated. But if we make that lens somebody that we trust and somebody that we love and somebody that will love us, even if we mess up when we do our speech, we automatically become more comfortable. So whether you're picturing the lens to be your colleague who's your friend and who thinks you're amazing or whether you're going to pick your best friend to be the lens or you make it, whoever it is, you you choose somebody who you could deliver that speech to where you would feel comfortable delivering that speech to. You picture somebody that you feel comfortable with So instead of looking at the lens and talking to just this inanimate object, picture the lens being that one person that you feel so comfortable with that you're able to talk to them at ease with no hesitation and you know that they're going to be friendly no matter what and you can picture them smiling back at you. I never see the lens as just the lens. I always put somebody the face of somebody in the lens. That way I know who I'm trying to connect with. So for example, when I'm doing a commercial and I'm talking about a product, and even if I'm reading off of, te- off of a teleprompter, I'll picture a lens being whoever could actually benefit from my message. So if it's a commercial for moms, I might picture a really good friend of mine that's a mom that could really use the product that I'm that I'm that I'm talking about. And then when I picture that person, I automatically change my tone of voice because I'm thinking of them and they're my friend and I love them so much. And so the way that I talk will change. And then all of a sudden it'll be Valentina, the friend and not Valentina, the host and the seller here trying to sell you something. So if you feel very um, inauthentic and cheesy and kind of sleazy when you're talking because you feel like you're just selling, 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 pretend you're talking to your best friend or to somebody that could use the message that you're trying to deliver and automatically the tone of your voice will change the way you speak will change and you'll become more authentic immediately okay tip number 4 oh this is a big one too cuz i see a lot of this when i when i work with my clients it's this be still so the number one of the number one things that I see my clients do when they start presenting online is that they, they're fidgeting too much. It's one of the first things I think we learn as actors when we do a monologue is to stop fidgeting. Amateurs on the stage will always feel very uncomfortable just being still. So a lot of times when people feel uncomfortable, they move too much. Usually they like, they, they sway back and forth and you'll see them. They're like a tree swaying in the wind. Although use huge hand gestures, like exaggerated hands gestures, or they'll actually chew gum. Like there's people who don't realize how distracting chewing gum can be for a presentation and particularly on camera. You want to engage with your audience, remember. You don't want to distract them. And if you're moving too much, instead of listening to what you actually have to, what you have to say, instead of hearing the message clearly, they just get distracted. Because they'll see you moving back and forth. And you want them to listen to your message, not focus on you fidgeting. Fidgeting is a sign of nervousness. So what is a way that you can practice being still? Okay, mamacita, hold that thought. Now, a word from our sponsor. Here's an inspired idea. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? I've been using clean, simple, kitchen-crafted recipes from Hair Food and have seen amazing results. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, Your Hungry Dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Oh, and did I mention the scents? Everything from coconut milk and chai spice to refreshing tea tree and lavender water. They're all so different and they all smell so good. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to nourish your hair, really nourish it, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. So what is a way that you can practice being still? I think one of the most effective ways I have my clients practice this is that I have them pretend that they're a tree. So they're a tree that has to sustain They're a tree that has to sustain five category winds in a hurricane. That's the type of tree they have to be. So you want to stand. Let's say you stand in front of the camera and you want to put your feet shoulder width apart. Most people, when they're moving and swinging back and forth and they're not being still, like if you have to stand and do a presentation, um, they'll stand with their feet together. And when your feet are together, you have less stability. So you have that tendency of swaying back and forth like in the wind. So the first thing I do is I have people plant themselves, have their feet shoulder width apart and automatically just by that they'll already be more grounded. Another exercise that I have them do is to pretend to close their eyes and pretend that since they're a tree, pretend that they have roots coming down through their feet, going down to the center of the earth so that they're very, very stable. And this exercise is very effective because I'll see my clients all of a sudden just have this, they, they'll stop moving and stop swaying and, they'll, and I, I can immediately sense them grounded when they do that, when they plant themselves. So, so Practice being still. Notice when you're preparing for your speech or your virtual virtual presentation. Notice if you're fidgeting a lot. And if you're fidgeting a lot and you're doing the, the speech standing, remember to do that exercise where you're grounding yourself. And even if you're sitting down, let's say you're doing your presentation sitting down, you still want to have that sensation of being anchored. When you're anchored, you're able to be still and you won't be fidgeting so much. Also, you can practice deep breathing exercises before you go on and do your presentation so that it calms you down and it centers you again. And when you're centered, you're automatically more still. And that will also help you deliver your message clearly. So that is number four. Be still. Okay. Okay. Number five, I love this one, maybe because I'm an actor. It's use clear enunciation. So if the audience cannot understand you, they will disengage. So if you have a thick accent, for example, I work a lot with Hispanics um, who have accents. It's okay if you have an accent. It doesn't mean that you can't be an amazing, charismatic presenter. But you do perhaps need to work a little bit more on your clear enunciation and your pronunciation of words. Now, the first thing people tend to do, and this is even when they don't have an accent in English or Spanish, because it works the same way in whatever language you're doing, is that the first thing people do when they get nervous is they start talking really, 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 really fast. And when you start talking fast, you'll sort of mumble through your words. So you'll start talking and using your mouth less. So you'll close your mouth and you'll start mumbling more. That is a sign of nervousness. So when we get nervous, we have to be very, very intentional about opening and closing up our mouth. And so what helps with this is to do tongue twisters. Yep. I don't know if you did any tongue twisters when you were children or when you were young, but the tongue twisters are amazing and are an amazing way to get your tongue to move around, to get your mouth to open up. Another exercise that I do with my clients is I have them practice their speech or their presentation in an exaggerated manner. So I will have them use their mouth in an exaggerated way just like I'm doing now. And why? It's because I will have them open up their mouth wider and close it tighter. And when you practice exaggerated ways of being, afterwards when you go back to normal, normal will be normal. But if you don't practice any of that, then what the tendency is, is for you to mumble your way through the presentation or through whatever you have to say. And when you're mumbling and you're not pronouncing correctly or enunciating right, then people can't understand you and your message is not clear. And when I do things in Spanish, I have to practice even more the opening and closing of my mouth because we use our actually our our mouth even more in Spanish. But even in English, I'll do um, mouth exercises. And a lot of these exercises are exercises exercises that as actors we do in order to deliver clear messages. So for example, there's a lip exercise that I do, and it's literally just like this, and it's, you're going to feel like a little kid doing it, but it actually really helps, and it's this. That exercise will warm your lips. Other thing you can do is pretend that you're like, sucking on an ice cream comb. You're licking an ice cream comb and you know how your tongue comes out and goes up? You practice the licking of the ice cream comb. So you practice, you're your warming up your tongue then you're warming up your lips. And then I would also do yawns. Oh, oh. And you're practicing opening and closing up your mouth really, really, really wide. That will make you have clearer enunciation and pronunciation. Okay, tip number six is control your speed. So apart from mumbling, the one thing people tend to do when they get nervous on camera is they speed up really quickly. They speed up dramatically. And this is also due to nerves, So I suggest that if you're practicing to do it slower than usual, because in your mind, it'll sound really slow. But when in your mind, it sounds slow, it usually sounds normal for the audience. It's just that you're so nervous that you need to, you feel like you need to just blurt out your message. But in reality, you need to take your time. You need to milk it. You need to enjoy it so that people can engage with you. Because if you're going too quickly, then your audience is not going to feel connected to you because you're going to just whiz through what you need to tell them. So make sure to control your speed. And this also, in order to help you control your speed, I would say also do breathing exercises for this to calm your nerves and to practice saying your presentation in a much slower fashion than perhaps necessary. It'll calm you down automatically by saying it slower. And then when you come back to normal, it'll be perfect. Okay. Now for my final tip on how to be charismatic on camera. And I guess this is, again, just something very obvious. But it's this. Film yourself on camera and watch yourself. It's impossible to become better if you don't do the perhaps very, how would I say, painful exercise of filming yourself and watching yourself. And I know that you might find this very, you know, like torturous. My clients hate looking at themselves, but I may I force them to watch themselves because if they don't see the mistakes that they're making, that I'm seeing that they're making, then they never improve those skills. So I film them and then I show them. Here, you see how you're not engaging because you might not be smiling. You're not smiling at all. You sound very serious. And they're like, yeah, I didn't realize I was being so serious that I didn't look friendly, but they have to first see it for themselves. So if you're doing this and you're coaching yourself, make sure to film yourself as you do your presentation and then watch yourself over and take notes. Did you look friendly? Were you smiling at all? Could you, could you have perhaps added a smile somewhere? And maybe you'll find also that you're monotone. Being monotone when you're presenting online, it can be very boring so if you're always presenting in the same way, never changing your tone of voice, never changing your speed, it's super boring. You want to be able to change. There's like moments in a presentation where you want to seem a little bit more emotional and exciting. And then there's other parts where you just want to be cutting to the chase and be very factual. And you want to dissect the parts of of what you're saying into these different sections. Like saying, say to yourself, okay, when I say this part of my presentation, maybe I could use a little bit more emotion. Maybe I could be more, more emotive. More, add a little bit more of, add add more tone. Be more colorful. Be a little bit maybe dramatic. And then in this part, I want to be very factual, matter of fact, Because that's what they want to hear at this moment, right? If you're talking about something personal, you could maybe add a little bit more emotion to it. If you're talking about something very factual, scientific, then perhaps you need a different way of saying it. And that balance of going back and forth between those two worlds, right? The feminine and the masculine. When you have the feminine and the masculine in presentations, then it's when it becomes very exciting, if your presentation is only one way, if it's delivered matter of fact the entire time, that's boring. But if it's delivered emotional all the time, that's very boring too. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so film yourself. And I'm going to add just a little extra thing here is have an intention behind what it is that you're presenting and what it is that you're doing. Like if you're presenting Uh, an inch for an interview if you're preparing for a virtual interview have an intention there who do you want to come across as how do you want them to see you on the other side of the lens how can you perhaps portray that which you want to portray in a genuine way i think it's so important to set our intentions because if we know what our intention is and we know what our purpose is behind our performance let's say our presentation. Then we know what we're trying to get at. Okay. So I hope you like this. I know I threw a lot of things at you. This is actually something that takes lots of practice. But I believe that you, even if you don't have an on-camera coach and you need these skills, that there's a way for you to also get better at them yourself if you don't have the resources to hire an on-camera coach, there was a way for you to work on this stuff yourself. Yes, you can use some guidance. Now, if you do want an on-camera coach and you liked what I said, and perhaps you want to get some coaching because you have something that's coming up for like a virtual webinar or something, and you want to look more charismatic on camera, I'd love for you to write to me at info at mamaskonganas.com. And um, like I said, I do this professionally as well. I coach businessmen. I've coached a lot of um, <laughs> dentists. Well, I think it's because my husband is an endodontist, so I, I am surrounded by dentists all the time. And people are always asking me for for uh, my advice on how to present, uh, whether it's a virtual presentation like I'm talking about right now, or it's a speech. I also help them prepare for a speech because a lot of the skills, like I said, that I learned as an actress are skills that people need in order to do uh, presentations, whether it's a sale presentation a, a sales presentation or any of the other ones that I spoke about. I feel like a director when I do this topic and I love directing people in perfecting their performance because for me a presentation, any type of presentation is a performance and I take it. So it's for me it's like the funnest thing in the world. and when I see somebody, have that light that just the light bulb goes off and they go from being very boring on camera to being super engaging on camera. Oh, for me, it's like heaven. Anyways, my final message is there is a way to become charismatic. And even if it doesn't happen overnight, Believe you me, a lot of people do trainings for a long, long time in order to perfect this. So I don't want you to give up. If you're, if you're wanting to become an influencer or, um, just perfect your communication skills because of your business, I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to think that you're not charismatic because that's what you were born with and that, that being charismatic takes genes. There's no genes you need to be born with in order to be charismatic on camera. It's all about practice. So there is a way that you can learn to connect with your audience in an authentic manner, deliver your message clearly. There's a there's a proper body language that you can learn so that people trust you. It's imp- It is possible to improve your pronunciation, enunciation, and to deliver a crystal clear message. Every single one of us has a wow factor on camera. We just have to tap into it and learn what that is for each and every one of us. If you have any questions or comments on this episode, don't forget to go to mamasconganas.com forward slash 82. I hope you liked it and besitos until next time. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gusto
0: este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote don't be a mama con drama. Mm-mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.
1: What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your Hungry Do will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target.